0: Hello and welcome to another of my podcast episodes. You are now tuned in to WDGS 333 on your podcast station this fabulous Friday. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, I'm sitting on the porch another morning giving God thanks and praise for the glory of a new day. How many of you know that? That is so important to do every day, for God has blessed us to see yet a new day. And on this fabulous Friday, you know, before I just touch base with what I want to just say, you know, today going to be brief. But one thing I was reading this morning, and I was reading in the book of Romans this morning, and um, I was reading, you know, about the faith, the faith that we carry. Faith is believing, you know, and believing is such a powerful instrument to have in your life. Faith, to me, is more powerful than any knowledge that we can obtain. Because when we obtain knowledge, the only way we can believe this knowledge will benefit us is to do just that, believe. And so to believe that this knowledge can be applied in our life, we must have faith. And in order to believe in God the Father and the Son, we must have faith faith. How many of you know that? Now this morning, this morning, this morning, I come to you, my brothers and my sisters, to esteem you and lift you up and let every man know that we must be persuaded in our own mind. You know, faith can be persuaded in your own mind by the information that you obtain in your mind. Oh, God, I thank you this morning. I just want to take a few minutes and give thanks. I want to give thanks to God the Father, first of all. Because of him, I regard the day. You know, I regard it unto the Lord. And as I regard it unto the Lord, he, the Bible say, he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he don't regard the day. And the Bible says, He that eateth, eat to the Lord, for he giveth God thanks. And he that eateth not unto the Lord, he eateth not and giveth God thanks. For none of us live to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, We are still children of God. Oh, God, that's why I say I thank you. But I want to talk to you this morning real briefly because I kind of got a late start. But I got a late start because I've been kind of resting my body off and on this week a little bit more than usual because sometimes, you know, we have to do that. You know, your body literally talks to you. The key ingredients when your body talks to you, do you listen? The key ingredients when anybody talks to you, do you hear? Let me correct myself, not just listen. Because I'm talking to you now, but you might be listening to the birds in the background. Instead of hearing what thus said the Lord that I just said out of the Bible. Even giving thanks. That's a scripture in the Bible. To give thanks to God for the day. To give thanks to God for the food we eat. To give thanks to God for the very life that we breathe. And I'll give you that scripture. That's in Romans chapter 14 from verse 5 through verse 9. From verse chapter 14 verse 5. Through verse 9. In the day, now that we've given thanks, I want to go back and talk a little bit about faith. You know, I have a friend, she's passed away, and I don't say had because she's transitioned. Let me correct myself on that. And I believe in an eternal life, Eternal, if you define that word eternal, that means there is no ending. Eternal means there is no ending. It is eternal. So even when people transition from the planet Earth, if I believe in the Bible by faith, based on the word of God, then I must believe in eternal life. That's why you hear people used to say, Well, I hope to see them again. And I do, but I have this this girlfriend, and she's transitioned, and and I hope to see her again. But you know, her name was Eloise, and she always used to say, You know, I believe God is going to enlarge your territory to minister to people. She said, and as you get On that platform, she said, I want to be one to introduce you and let people know no greater faith has I ever seen in a person than I've witnessed through you. She said, it amazes me how you can fix your mind on something and you believe in it and then you just begin to execute and carry it out strictly off of faith. Not because you've seen any evidence. But you just start believing. And I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, that didn't come by way of me just being in this mortal body. That came by way of the Word. I advocate the Word of God. It is truly important and significant in all of our lives to know what God says. Because to know what God says will build up your faith. And there are levels of faith. One thing for certain, the Bible said that God has given all of us a measure of faith. And then two, the second thing is, there is a formula to increase your faith. And number three, even when you're And you understand faith. The Bible says we can build up our holy faith. So that's three levels of faith. Sometimes one man, he may believe that he can have a car. Or he may, and then one man may confess he have a car, but the person who confessed it may be just that, a confession. But the person who believes may obtain. Oh, I hope somebody get this quick message today. I want to come to you from Romans chapter ten, chapter ten. And I, of course, like to give a little backdrop because if I just give you chapter 10, verse 9, then you read that and you may miss the core of the message. It's just like eating an apple. You know, you can take a bite out of an apple. And then, but if you keep biting it, you will get to the core and you will realize there's a seed that bring forth the growth to mass produce another apple. See, and that's the way the word of God is. If he said we take his yoke and learn of him, it is so critically important to have the word of God resonating in your life. Everything that is done under the sun, there's an answer. In God's word, Amen, Amen. The backdrop on this is that in Romans, you know, um, the author wrote about God, and he talked about it in in verse three how people was ignorant of God's righteousness. And because they were ignorant of God's righteousness, actually, this took place in um, in a prayer. And as the prayer was going forth, and I believe Paul wrote the book of Romans, but don't quote me on that. Uh, I don't I don't have my study Bible per se with uh, the actual the actual author of the book of Romans. But um, I can footnote it, and I'll Google it and search it and footnote it at the, at the, in, the, in my little box part on my podcast. But I want to move right along this morning. Okay, in the book of Romans, the author was praying. And the author was praying for the Israelites. And, um, and in his prayer, yeah, Paul did write Romans, yeah. Paul, a servant of God and he in his prayer his heart desire and prayer to God that Israel might be saved he knew there was a lot of turmoil going on in Israel so his prayer was that Israel might be saved how many of times do you pray for countries And groups and cultures of people that you want God to save. You know, we get so caught up sometimes in just praying for the people we know and we love. But when you really move into the territory of righteousness, you want to pray for everything under the sun. Amen. Amen. And that includes people from all walks of life. But in Paul's prayer, this particular prayer, he was praying for Israel that they might be saved. And he he goes on to say that he he bear record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to the knowledge. Mm. How many of you have been in that situation where well, you believe, you know, God exists and you have this zeal. That's what that zeal. You have a zeal about God, but you don't have. Any knowledge of God. Oh my God. Stay with me for a brief minute. So in his prayer. He pleading to God. Paul is talking to God. And he tells God. He said for they are ignorant of your righteousness. And because they are ignorant of God's righteousness. He said they have gone on. To establish their own righteousness. Mm. They have not submitted themselves. Unto the righteousness of God. Now, he's interceding. That's what you call interceding when you pray praying for somebody else. And he's interceding to God for the Israelites. And he said, for Christ is the end of the law and righteousness to everyone that believe it. So, he's trying to teach and encourage these people to believe in Christ. Now, we all know that there are different denominations in all across this, this universe. And a lot of people have a skepticism when it comes to believing in Christ. But they can believe in an unseen God. But they don't want to believe in an unseen Christ. Oh, I hope somebody get this message today. See, my my mindset is this. If you have faith to believe in one circumstances that God has the ability to do everything, then how can your faith Become divided to limit God to say he cannot create a child in a woman's womb without physical contact. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. How can the same mind limit a belief was yet say you serve an almighty God? Mm-hmm. That's just like saying, well, I believe in everything that God can do and choose to do, but I don't believe that he can do this for me because I'm a human being. Now, how are we going to scraddle the fence? We can't believe in God's miraculous power to operate in one human being, but we can believe him for everything else in the world we desire, we want, we need, hmm or do we just elect to split our faith? Oh my God, I hope somebody got that. See, one area we want to believe that God is omnipresent, he's omnipotent, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Then here came a person that divided this concept of Christ And say, Well, no, 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 no. You cannot believe that Christ can be the Son of God because He came through a human body without intimate touch, conception of any sort. That's to just say, Well, that's impossible, that's not logical. But when do we equate God to our mortal logic? If we believe in this supreme omnipotent presence and being that we render our service to, and we and we confess that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways, but then we want to split faith. Oh my God. To say that. When it comes to Christ. We'll group him like a prophet. Like we do everybody else. Because. The way the Bible says it. That's we. We gonna tag that to be impossible. It's not logical. Well the very creation of earth. May not carry logic to some people. But that doesn't mean. You. You. Should choose to disbelieve in it, although it's visible. See, to one man, the Earth con- contain what's contained in the Earth is visible: the, the sky, the sun, the moon. The news reference us many meteorologies in, in, in weather. And so we believe that this what we live on is the planet Earth. But we haven't stood back and looked at the full planet. We just took the name that they taught us to say. Or we took the information from the Bible. Because the Bible says that the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof and everything that dwells therein. So either way, it came from a twofold, but we may choose to believe scientists. We may choose to believe the word of God. Now, when it comes to Jesus, a lot of times people want to split their belief. And they want to say, well, you know, I I believe in God. And I may believe in Jesus, that he a prophet. But no, I don't believe that he's the son of God. We start limiting God's abilities. And you know, God can't do that. He's just a regular man, just like everybody else. Because I don't see the logic in it. But what about the things we do see? Like what's in the earth. But can we logically determine How it truly was made? Mm. I hope somebody got that. So therefore, it really boils down to your faith. And that's the topic real quick. So in Paul's prayers to God, and he went on to say, you know, Moses described that righteousness is of the law. That the man which do these things shall live by them. So, in, even in order to be righteous, you got to believe in the law of God and live by it. Oh my God, I hope somebody got that. If you're not living by the laws of God, do you truly believe these laws are righteous? Mm. But Paul went on to, to say that our faith would determine what we confess and what we believe now we get into Romans 9 well let me say Romans 8 and say and read the scripture and Paul wrote but what say saith it that's a question what saith it what sayeth it I've been praying and I'm praying to God to save these group of people that he bear witness to even though they got a zeal of God but not according to the knowledge of the word of God. Therefore, because they was void in their understanding, Paul said that they were ignorant of God's righteousness. Because, see, if we don't know God's word, let's keep it real clear. We don't know God's righteousness. We don't know what's really right to do. We may follow after traditions. We may follow after what somebody trained us and taught us. But are we really following after what's righteous? And if and if we don't believe and we've established our own righteousness, then Paul declares that person in writing of being ignorant. Mm. Now, verse 8. So, okay, I said a little bit more just to give you what Paul talking about. He said, but what saith it? He's he talking to God in prayer. He said, the word is not unto thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. If anybody believe in God, they have the most powerful weapon already inside of them. It said that if thou shall confess with thy mouth, see, this is a twofold thing, that Jesus, that, 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 is fest, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. You know, for so many years I used to hear people say, "I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved," and I thank God for being saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, that's not a confession I, I've ever gotten up in a church and recall saying. And I tell you why. Because I didn't believe when I joined that church. And it was a p- protocol for people to get up and just say that I'm saved. I believed in God and Jesus when I was a child. I confessed and I believed in my heart. See, so you don't have to get up and make some grandiose comment. See, Paul was trying to teach these people, you're you just going to live a life that's right. When you live in a life, you have accepted, you have confessed. And see, confession is not where it stops people. Because a lot of people can confess things just to make their mouth say anything. Confession was only one part. The second part was the belief. Well, the confession is one part. But it's what you confess. So you just can't get up there and then you just be confessing. But what Paul wrote, what we talk about saved and salvation, comes from Romans 10 and 9. And some people say that Jesus died and he rose and he came back. Okay, all of that is not in that scripture. It just says that you confess. With your mouth, that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is that Lord, the Lord Jesus. It didn't say God Jesus. It said the Lord Jesus. He said, "In the second thing, the third thing is you shall believe in your heart." Now it has the word God that God hath raised him from the dead. That's all it say about the dead. It didn't say buried, resurrected, rose on the third day. But I know people say that. And I'm sure it don't hurt to say that. But I'm just sticking to the scripture. That if you confess with your mouth. The Lord Jesus. That's why we say in the name of Jesus. We confess him. And shall believe in your heart. Now I don't care how much confession you do. If your heart don't believe. Mm. That God raised Jesus from the dead. Then the scripture said, "You won't." You, that that's not how you be saved. See, it's more than just a confession. Now, with me, when I confess that, I remember I was in middle school in church, and I heard that scripture. And I already believed because my grandmother took me to church. And therefore, I heard enough of the word of God. And I studied my Sunday school lesson to already believe. That's why I tell people, that's why them times when I will hang out to the club and and I'm going home and I I may be riding with somebody who towed up drunk and driving. But God covered my life. He saved me. He spared me. I was saved from a lot of things by my belief in my heart. And it goes on, and the scripture said, for with the heart, man, believe it. See, we don't believe with our mouth just because we confess something. You can make your mouth say anything. But you got to have that in your heart to really believe, I have faith. You have to believe in Jesus just like you believe in God. You got to choose that you're going to have faith to believe God all the way that this god that you serve is have the power and ability to raise jesus from the dead. If you believe that. Now I'm talking from the holy bible. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So now we find out what the mouth do. When we make a confession that's our salvation. That's our declaration of salvation when we talk about Jesus. But it still got to be believed in your own heart. And say, for the scripture said, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. See, I'm not ashamed to call on the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed to call on the name of Jesus. I'm not ashamed. See, when you find people that are reluctant it make you put a question mark on their belief if you say you believe how many people believe in something and not going to make declarations of it if you believe in the Falcons you going to talk about the Falcons oh my god I know somebody don't want to hear that if you believe in the in the Redskins and the Pittsburgh Steelers I know you going to talk about it if you believe if you believe that your children are doing good, you gonna talk about it. Anything we find ourselves believing in, we talk about it, and we'll talk about it and make declarations even before it manifests. Oh, I know, I, I I'm a, and Some people will bet on the game of the team; they gonna think gonna win. Some people will, will, will challenge other people and say, well, I know what my child can do. I know what my child going to be. You're speaking that by faith. And some people, it, it, even with the teens, oh, I just know who going to win. I bet you they're going to win. And by faith, people make bets. And they confess and they talk about these games. But how many of your same mouth are you confessing Jesus to people? Will you bet on Jesus? Hmm. And say, I bet you Jesus will deliver me. I bet you Jesus will bring me out. I bet you Jesus going to win in the end. I bet you Jesus going to make sure that, these, that, that, that everything going to work out all right in my life. How many of people or are you ashamed? Mm. Now it said, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But it also says, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So where's your belief? Where's your real faith? So Paul goes on to write, verse 14, he says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Hmm. See, some people, some people prayers are not answered because God sees the heart and he already know. Okay, if you don't believe in my son, said, because if you believe in me, you believe also in him. You got to believe that I'm powerful enough to do what I said. I can make a baby come through a woman's womb without a man touching her. You can't believe me in that? Mm. But you can believe me that I can go inside your body and heal that cancer that you were diagnosed with. Or I can go inside your body and make all the crooked places straight. You can believe I can go in your body and touch because you pray to me and ask me to heal you. Come on, people. Every time we go in our our prayers and we ask God to heal something inside of our bodies. Not from a doctor's touch. Mm. We can believe God. But we can't believe God can go inside Mary body and do nothing miraculous. But we can believe God can go inside of our bodies and do something miraculous. Mm. That's that's, that's that divided faith. That's that divided faith. If you're going to believe, you're going to believe. If you're going to believe that God is all powerful and He's able, you're going to believe. And if you have doubts, see it's not to doubt God. I tell you, it's a scripture in the Bible. When I'm going through things and and my faith gets shaken, because I'm going to believe till the day I die. If I die five minutes after this podcast, I'm going to die believing. But one thing I do know, even when my faith is shaken, I say this prayer from the Bible. Lord, help my unbelief. When my faith gets shaken, I still want to believe. Because I know what the Bible says. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? What are you calling on God for if you can't believe him to do miraculous things? And I mean anything. He can do anything. Anything. God can do anything but fail. And then it said, and how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Now you understand why preachers came forth. That's why I say, you know, a lot of these people, they got these doctor titles in front of their name. And I ain't knocking what people want to do, even though I have not read in the Bible out of the five-fold ministry. That doctor is one of them. But one of the most powerful things in positions that I know that people can carry a title according to the Bible is a preacher and a prophet. Oh, my God. I know somebody don't want to hear that. A preacher and a prophet. A preacher and a prophet. And the reason I say that because the Bible describes that faith increases by a preacher preaching to you. And a prophet because the Bible says in First Corinthians, I believe it's uh the 12th chapter when it talks about the gifts of the Spirit. And it talks about... Speaking in tongue is either 1 Corinthians 12th chapter or 1 Corinthians 14th chapter. When it talks about speaking in unknown tongues, and the scripture said, I wish that all men were prophesied. I'd rather you prophesied. Mm. So being a prophet in a position that glorifies God is good. Now, don't, don't, don't misquote me in, my, in your understanding. I'm not saying all positions that glorifies God is good, but I'm just telling you the scriptures when I t- when 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 what positions resonated as as powerful positions because if the Bible says and how shall they hear without a preacher then then it says and how shall they preach except they be sent so therefore a true preacher that increases the faith of the hearer. Have to be sent by God. So that's the awesome position. It has. You have to be sent by God. In order to be effective. In building up people's faith. And it goes on to say. As it is written. How beautiful. See listen to this. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach. The gospel of peace. I just said. That anybody preach the gospel of peace. Is a good thing. And bring glad tidings of good things. Because see, preachers is supposed to help people build up their faith, be delivered, be set free from the bondages and the captivities of the things that weigh down their lives. And say, but how? But they have not all obeyed the gospel. Who hath believed our report? Everybody not going to believe you, even if you're a dynamic preacher. And Paul says... So then, if faith comes by hearing, check this out now, check this out. If faith comes by hearing, see, our faith comes by hearing. My faith is strong because I've heard so much of the word. I've read so much of the word. I listen to people who who give me the word. Mm. And then when that word becomes manifest, that's where that word manifest come from. So when I say, oh, I believe, God, that I can get this car. And I may call on a prayer person to pray with me. And even if I move in silent, I'm going to keep believing for this car because I'm going to start putting some work behind it. I'm going to the car lot. I'm going to put in my application. I'm going to go back home and pray. I'm going to call somebody else to pray with me because, see, we're building up now in our holy faith. And then, and then what ends up happening when I get the car, what that did, once that car materializes, it came from believing before I obtained it. And then once I obtained it, I said, ooh, okay, that worked. Hmm, that faith thing worked. So now let me believe God for something else. Let me believe God to have my enemies to forgive me or have my enemies to be at peace with me. Let me believe God for that. And then once you start seeing your enemies and they start acting like they're your footstool and they want to do this and they want to do this, then you say, ooh, okay, okay, I believe God. That worked, that worked, that worked. I'm talking about building faith. So Paul goes on the right, And he says, okay, faith come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And I tell people now, you can show sure enough hear the word of God. You don't even have to take your eyes and do like I used to do from way back in the days and read, 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 read till your eyes get tired and weary. You can put you a Bible app on your phone and they have like ratings, you know, find the ratings. Look at the ratings. When you select a Bible app, try to look for a Bible app and, and, and that has audio and audio will read to you. And you can listen. And sometimes I listen. I rewind. I listen. I rewind. I listen. I rewind. I listen. I rewind. I listen. Until I get it down in my spirit. How many of you know that sometimes for stuff to really saturate in you, you have to repeat embracing it. You have to repeat hearing it. See, that's why church became very profound for people. It was important for people to forsake not the assembling of themselves among believers and go to church so they can keep hearing the word of God to build up their faith. That's the purpose of church in fellowship and among believers, that these things and situations and circumstances you're going through in your life, when you yoke yoked around people that can help strengthen your faith because they believe in what you believe in, that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that you can even ask at your mouth that's on your face or even think at your own brain that's attached to your body. Oh, I hope somebody got that. That's what God can do. And being among believers can increase that faith. And definitely when you hear it through the word of God. And he says, Paul writes, but I say, have they not heard? He said, yes, the sound has went out into all the earth. I don't think it's nowhere in this earth unless it's a really secluded place that a person back don't know existence of life. That the word nowadays is is not available. And surely here in America, it's very prevalent. See, back then it may not have been, but surely no one has an excuse, in my opinion. The word, Paul right has went into all the earth and the words unto the end of the world. That's how powerful the word of God is. That's how powerful it is. Therefore, do you have faith in God's word? Do you really have faith in God's word? I just want to say that the source of the power In your life, rest upon the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. If anybody don't know that, I'm trying to share something with you. How you can obtain a source of power in your life to change things. You need to really get some Word in you, Because see, that Word is going to build up your faith. And what the Word do, you begin to confess the Word of God. See, the more words you have in you, the more you can confess. And although your words don't carry weight, that's why a lot of times I I don't have time to listen to people that just want (laughs) to give me their personal opinion. It it may help my itchy ears, it may soothe my little paddock hate emotions. But I need some power source. See, and the power source is gonna come from the word of God. That's my power source. So when I got a problem, I Googled a question and I, I find I said, let me see what they have a scripture on being upset. And they have a scripture on lack of money. They have a scripture on what to do in the meantime when I'm waiting on a, a, a God to open up a door for me, but one being closed, two being closed, three being closed, four being closed. I, that is there a scripture for that? So when I learn this scripture, or when I read the scripture, I pray that scripture to the God that I serve. And I say, God, this is your word. Your word said that I'm your seed. I know your voice. See, this is how I talk to God. I said, you said. And if, if I follow your word, now it comes with a condition, and an attachment. If I follow your word, I'm following after Christ. Because I'm a sheep. And, and Christ is my shepherd and I shall not want oh my God <laughs> hey glory so if I'm your sheep and I shall not want then your other scripture say that you know the earth is yours and the fullness thereof and everything that dwell therein and that includes me Lord and you said that if, 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 if I humble myself and pray and seek your face and turn from my wicked ways you will hear from heaven and you will hear my situation My body may feel all right today, but my finances don't. Or my body may feel all right, but my mind is in turmoil. Or I may not have a job, but I need, I need, I need. Not want, I need. And you said in your word, oh my God, that I would not be forsaken or begging bread. So, Lord, you know I need something to eat today. I'm hungry. See, it's the power of the word that builds your faith to believe. And only God's word will not return for us. See, he said he's not a man that tells lies. So when you pray his word to him, and by faith you believe, God is going to answer his own word. Oh my God, I hope somebody got that. But you can't... Pray God's word to God if you don't know the word. If nobody preached the word to you, if you didn't hear it, oh, my God. And once you hear it, now you get into your holy faith when you study. Because the Bible says study to show thyself approved. Okay, you go to church, you hear the preacher, and sometimes things still don't happen. He's giving you some word, but that's why it's good to know God for yourself. You might need some more word. See, the scripture he came from, it, it, it might then help your situation that day. But it's somebody in the house, it helped. So what you do, then you got to work out your own soul salvation. See, that's another scripture. You get in the Bible and start working some things yourself. You can preach to yourself. Oh my God. Salvation. That I told you about. Romans 10 and 9. It's just the basis for your warfare. But the word. To understand the word. Is to walk in great confidence. In revelation. Prayer. What prayer does. It plugs us into the power source. Of the Holy Spirit. And the word of God. And then that power began to flow in us. And in every situation, when we get that word in us, it'll just pop up in your, man, I'm telling you, I've, 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 I'm a witness. I'm a living witness. Sometimes I be going through things and I want to act one way and say one thing. and Then God immediately let a scripture pop up in my heart. He said, hide these words in your heart so you don't sin against me. And I said, God, I'm angry. He said, uh-huh, I know, but sin not. Don't get on the phone and start, you know, downgrading and lowering people just because you're feeling in your feelings. Mm. Lord, help me today. Salvation. Do you have your war clothes on? Salvation is the basis for warfare, and it's a necessity. It's a necessity. You need faith. You need salvation. You need the Holy Spirit. And you most definitely need God. And see, the Holy Spirit came through the birth and resurrection of Jesus. Now, that's what Jesus tie into this. In the name of Jesus. And we don't always say in the name of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit only came into existence when Jesus died, was buried, and resurrected, then he left was called the Comforter, which equals the Holy Spirit. Oh, I hope somebody got that. You know, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm saved. Now, it don't just stop there, though, because I made confession and because I believe in my heart. See, as a believer... Gotta start living right. That's called righteousness. And a believer must live in a righteous way. And the way to do that, you got to be able to submit. You got to be able to submit to the Holy Spirit of Jesus. You got to be able to submit to the word of God. You got to be able to submit to prayer. You got to be able to submit to studying God's word. And when I start observing a person and I don't see no submission in any one of those areas, then I start praying warfare because I may have entangled myself with a yoke of bondage. Because then they can't de- help me get delivered if they ain't delivered. See, I need, I need a preacher. And ain't even in a preacher, everybody can't preach to me. Because if they ain't preaching like they been sent, then they might be a preacher that just went. Oh my God, I hope somebody got that. But Jesus, in his righteousness. The righteousness what right living does, it assures us of a continual victory and breakthrough. You want to have victory? You want to have breakthrough? Start living right. Start reading your Bible. Start praying. I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. And that's when you get that right living. I'm going to tell you, you get so powerful. Then you can avenge disobedience that try to show up in your life and knock you off your center. You might get off your center a little bit, but I'm going to tell you something. When you get off that peg, you know what? If you have confessed and you've you, you been saved, God will bring it to the light. It won't take long. And then you'll start saying, uh-uh, you know what? I can't be disobedient to God. I, I ain't going to hell for this person. <laughs> They they don't make me feel that special. Oh, my God. They don't make me feel that happy. Oh, my God. So, then you start questioning God. What was I thinking? He said, see, you got sidetracked in a delusion. But, see, I need you to get back on track. Because when we are obedient, I'm going to tell you what happened. We can begin to avenge the power of God. See, Jesus, in his obedience, he was able to cast out demons. That's why the seven sons of Siva had a problem. See, when you're not obedient, see, they was out in out of order. See, the Bible wants us to be decent and in order. They trying to mimic and be like Jesus, but in the aspect, they didn't have the anointed power. Oh, I hope somebody got that understanding. So when you don't have the anointed power of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Spirit and the power of it, you cannot cast out demons through the power of the Holy Ghost because you don't believe in Jesus. So the Holy Spirit was the source of his power and wisdom. And so this section of prayer in our lives is to teach us how to plug into the power source. So God, Holy Spirit and God word is it, it, it's, it's not just for religious people. It's for anybody who believes. See, that's why now I seek non-denominational because I'm not caught up in nobody denomination. What I'm caught up in is salvation. If you're saved and you believe because you confessed and you believe. Not because you just confessed it, but what you believe. Oh my God. Oh my God. Then the prayers when you are a believer will begin to make growth in your life. It will begin to make growth in your kingdom of God. We are told to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. But we walk and we walk in his strength. And we do that even through humility, but total dependence upon God. See, I'm not confident in my own strength. And I don't allow pride to open the doors for destruction in my life. If I see I made a mistake, let me tell you something, baby. Pride is not going to keep me like last summer. I could have stayed up there because I would have been ashamed of what people might say and what they will say and what they did say. But see, I'm not caught up in pride. I know if I made a mistake and I need to turn my little tail around and go back the other way or go over to the left to the right or whatever I need to do or sometimes I even need to flee. I don't have no pride to do that. I didn't have no pride. You know, it could be a wedding day. And some people have these testimonies. And they get to right up to the point to say, I do. And they say, you know what? I can't. They don't wrestle with it evidently. And pride can make you say yes to things. That you should say no. Or you should say wait. Don't let pride get in your way. Serve the Lord. Pray. Receive salvation. Walk in humility. And give your total dependence on God instead of people. Don't be confident in your own strength. Don't allow pride to open the door of destruction. Don't let pride open the door of destruction. The Lord is the strength of my life. He gives me the ability to overcome all fear. And I will put my trust in Him. I will put my trust in Him. We must people learn to depend on God. God taught us how to war by using His Word. The Holy Spirit opened our eyes to great truth. And never forget. Not that we are still learning, but we are forever learning. We are forever learning, coming into the knowledge of the truth. That won't stop. That won't ever stop. So don't let pride trick you to think it will. You all have a fabulous Friday. And as always, may the blessings of the Lord flow, flow, flow down into your life. Meet all of your needs, some of your good wants, and even the things your heart desire. As you delight yourself in the Lord and he bless you and give you the desires of your heart. Have a fabulous Friday. Thank you always for your love, your support, your patience, and your understanding. In Jesus' name, I speak blessings upon you for your patience. To hear what thus said the Lord and not our freedom. God bless you. God bless. Amen.